Logan, the voice of the Coalfields. The World View of Wrestling, here on WVOW. That's WVOW on WVOW Logan. We're also live online at WVOWradio.com. Well, WWE dominates the news, but it's not all good news. They're being sued. They have a controversy. They just came out of WrestleMania, where they lost approximately $20 million. And they've laid off around 60 people. So, like I said, they dominate the news, but it's not good news. We're going to be talking about everything. That's myself, Aaron Stone. I'm going to be joined by my socially distanced friend, Nathan Bush. And together, we will have a joint discussion about all things pro wrestling. This is WVOW on WVOW Logan. The following contest is scheduled for one fall. Making their way to the ring. That's right. It's the world view of wrestling here on WVOW. I'm Aaron Stone and joined by telephone, my socially distanced co-host, Nathan Bush. How are you, Mr. Bush? Doing good. Happy to be back for another episode. Wish I could be in the studio, but... uh current times don't allow that but uh, it's good to be back talking more pro wrestling hey i i guarantee the day we're back in the studio together will be coming up in the not too distant future hopefully maybe the next episode uh, later on this month next month who knows right hope so hope so but uh love the howard finkel ad in there um lost finkel this month or last month i should say uh still too young i believe he was 69 years old uh, the greatest ring announcer of all time, bar none, as far as I'm concerned. And I believe he was the first employee of what is now WWE. Yeah, he was the first employee of Titan Sports, I believe, in 1982 when the official uh, buy of WWF happened from WWF when Vince McMahon bought it from his dad and the other owners, I believe Gorilla Monsoon was a, a, an owner as well, and a few others. But um, Titan Sports was formed, and Vince and Linda were the owners, and their first employee, Howard Finkel. So Finkel was a lifer there. Yeah, and I, 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 we've heard all the stories about uh, about the Fink. Uh, my my biggest memory of him when I was a little boy was the um, probably the worst WrestleMania of all time, WrestleMania Nine. Not, I'm not too big on the on the on the years there, but I remember everybody had a 1993. Tot- well, there we go, 1993, and uh, I was 11, maybe I'm not sure, but a little boy, and I remember Finkus Maximus. Everybody had their toga <laughs> gimmick on. Uh, Bobby DeBrain, of course, one of my uh, all-time favorites, still riding out on the camel backwards, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, he did. Uh, apparently, that was Bobby's idea too, was to do that backwards. But uh, yeah, Finkel was the man who actually came up with wrestle the the term WrestleMania. Uh, he named the event, and you know, because there was a lot of proposed names for it. Uh, 
One one being colossal tussle. Um, <laughs> I've yeah, never heard that one. That's a good yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that was a that was a real term. But they ended up uh, going with WrestleMania, and uh, it's uh, it's worked out pretty well. Colossal tussle, I think, still holds uh, quite a bit of water nowadays. Maybe uh, maybe Mister Damron over at ASW can have the first <laughs> colossal tussle uh, in history. Uh, we may have to look into that. It may, may be. Well, like I said at the top of the program, WWE dominates the wrestling world news, but it's not all good news. As a matter of fact, uh, not a lot of it's good news at all. They're they're being sued by uh, two uh, of their shareholders. They have a, uh, a prop, more and more than likely at this point without uh, convicting. Uh, people who are presumed innocent until proven guilty. But uh, we do have a, a quite a scandalous little thing going on with Velveteen Dream, who, as you know, and, and most people who have been keeping up with it, he's he's about due for a run with the NXT title, and who knows if that's going to happen. And we just came off of WrestleMania, the least attended WrestleMania in history, uh, with uh, WrestleMania 36, I believe it was, down in uh, the Performance Center. So we got a lot to talk about. We're also going to be talking about AEW, ROH, and uh, New Japan, and anything else that comes up. But I think the, the biggest story right now, still from April 15th, um, to tax day. It was a taxing day in the world of wrestling. Nearly 60 people furloughed, laid off, and fired, told, get on out of here in the WWE. Uh, Nathan... When you look at the names of the, you know, you look at the names on the talent side, uh, Gallows and Anderson, who just signed however many years to stay on, uh, Maria and uh, Mike Canellis, Mike Bennett, uh, EC3, Zack Ryder, Rusev, Rowan. I mean, these are all people in some way or some form are being used, and they're gone. But Cain Velasquez, probably one of the more expensive ones there. I, I mean, everybody kind of expected this to happen, but. My Lord, it all happened all one day. Well, again, when you look at WWE, you have to look at they usually make cuts around this time of year anyway. Absolutely. Uh, not saying that makes it right or wrong in the middle of a pandemic situation. Uh, they're the only major wrestling company that cut people during this. Um, AEW, Ring of Honor, New Japan, all the major, you know, NWA. All the major companies, uh, they've not cut anybody. They've continued to pay employees from what I've heard and what I've known. WWE's the only one that decided to make cuts. And, you know, you look at some of the names, Rusev, obviously, to me, was a kind of a surprise. Uh, but most of them you could look at and say, okay, not too shocked. Uh, Gallows and Anderson may be a bit of a surprise because here they were involved in the – boneyard match with undertaker but i think a lot of these people that were cut not all of them but a lot of them wanted out and were looking for a way out true, true and that. i think wwe just said okay you know we need to save some money even though they've bragged about having a 500 dollar, 500 million dollar uh reserve of funds but well that's cash and assets yeah of course of um, course now you know obviously WWE, uh, of of all those companies you named, WWE is really the only one that, that holds a pretty rigorous uh, schedule of touring. Yeah. Uh, not now. I think everybody's even right now on the touring. Um, 
with WWE, they didn't just let go of talent. They let go of agents, uh, coaches, producers, uh, among them Lance Storm, who just closed up his shop up in uh, Canada. His, his uh, wrestling school came down to America. Uh, the Hurricane, or as I like to call him, Sugar Shame Helms. He, he's gone. <laughs> Billy Kidman. Uh, Fit Finley, of course, he's, he's no stranger to getting let go from WWE. Yeah. Scott Armstrong. Uh, referee, I, I I didn't even know he was still working for them, but apparently I he think was. Mike Rotunda was released too. Mike Rotunda, Bray Wyatt, Bo Dallas's father. I think Bo Dallas survived. I'm not sure if Bo Dallas. Is yeah, there's Bo, so many. Bo Dallas them. did, but recently Curtis Axel was released. Yes, I just saw that just this uh, Thursday, I believe. Yeah. Um, again, I think most of these most of these coaches and agents are being furloughed, as it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you'll see whenever things get back to uh, to normal, I think you'll see most of them come back. I think they're used more for the live events mm-hmm. and for putting shows together. Well, right now the only uh, events we got going on are TV, and why continue to pay, you know, twelve agents when three will get the job done? I'm not saying I agree with that, but I see what they're doing. Uh, in total, all these cuts apparently saved them about $4 million a year. Nothing to or, sneeze at right there now. Or two Goldberg matches. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Now, of course, uh, Gerald Briscoe, he was let go, former NWA World Heavyweight Champion and former uh, two-time Olympic uh, gold medalist with a broken freaking neck, Kurt Angle. <laughs> Yes, Kurt Angle was let go. Uh, I think Kurt was doing more of an ambassador role. And, again, probably WWE taking care of him for all he had done. But, uh, you know, they're trying to trying to save money at this point. And they just decided to, to cut him loose. And I, I'm sure Kurt will be welcomed back when this is all over. And, again, they feel he's needed. It's almost like they're – you can't cut hours in WWE – if that makes sense, I know a lot of places hours have been cut for people that are having to work. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's basically a twenty-four hour a day job. You yeah, never know and, what you do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and you're under a contract, so at this point, it's like, okay, we're gonna cut you loose right now. When things get back to normal, we'll uh, we'll give you a call. And you know, so much is going on. We could sit here, we could talk about it all day long. Uh, real quick, I think one of the people who was who who, who was cut. I think he's kind of made a name for himself. Again, it's all about how real you are. Uh, Drake Maverick, and I got a little something here for you. It's not about a title anymore. It's about feeding my family, paying my bills. So if I don't make an impression, if I don't win, that's it for me. So I just want everybody to know that uh, you're all going to get everything I have. Drake Maverick going on Twitter, a little emotional. I know he said he had like three matches left. He's part of this uh, cruiserweight title match uh, tournament going on. He's already lost the first match. Has he lost another one since then? Um, I haven't been able to keep up as much with that. Um, I'm sure I can find out. Well, you go ahead and look that up uh, while we're talking about this. But uh, I want to let everybody know when we go off the air here at 3 o'clock, stay tuned. Mountaineer Memories, WVU. And Louisville football from 2005 is going to be right here on WVOW. And then after that, for the rest of your Sunday evening, ESPN Radio. Uh, speaking of April 15th, uh, you know, that was a day that'll live in uh, wrestling history for the most part. Uh, all these all these cuts 
and layoffs. But uh, on this day in wrestling history, this day in wrestling history, born September 5th, 1935, Carl Ray the Crippler Stevens died this day in 1996 at the age of 60. He was born in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Made a name for himself in the 60s in San Francisco's big-time wrestling against opponents like Pepper Gomez. He made his way to just about everywhere, including the AWA. And uh, finally, in the WWF, current-day WWE in the 1980s, a guy that could do it all and did it all, wrestling, training, commentary, was a heck of a talker. And in WWF, uh, he had two managers, uh, Classy Freddie Blassie, Captain Lou Albano, two of my favorites. A couple good ones. A couple of good ones. But, you know, I think the art of a talker is like something that is really missing in just about every realm of wrestling. Check out, this is what Crippler Ray Stevens was like, and this is at the tail end of his career in the 80s. Jay Strombo, it didn't take me but just a matter of minutes to put my pile driver on you and put you away. Now, some minutes. The bell had not even rung. Need we remind you of well. what happened? Well, you know, seconds, minutes, it doesn't make any difference to me. But you know what? Everybody's saying that I snuck up behind him. I cheated. I grabbed him from behind, attacked him from behind. My two managers were watching. They do not lie. Tell them, did I sneak up behind him? No, I did not sneak up behind him right by the book. Absolutely not. He didn't do anything. (laughs) How simple that is. You know, you don't have to be too complicated with it. Well, you don't have, he didn't have a script. He didn't right. have to memorize, right. and he sound and he sounded like he meant it, and that's what it all comes down to. Also, uh, Drake Maverick is one and one in the tournament now. In the round robin portion of the tournament, he defeated Tony Nice uh, the other night. So, Drake Maverick improves to one and one, and uh, there's it's very likely he could end up in the finals of this thing. I don't see how he couldn't, to be honest with you. Honestly, it, it would make perfect sense. But yeah, Stevens, that's a. Uh, 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 a name from the past, a lot of people may not know, but I think you should look him up. One of the best. And uh, a native West Virginian, known for his crippling, not his streaking, Ray Stevens. Uh, died this day in 1996. He passed away in his sleep. Um, also, this, this day, day in wrestling history. Well, we go from one of the greatest to possibly, arguably, one of the worst greatest. Uh, Hulk Hogan. Uh <laughs> Hulk Hogan. I mean, I was I I, I had the uh, bandana and did the poses as well as a little boy and everything. But Hulk Hogan, talk about a a career that's uh, more rocky than Rocky Road is. Uh, Hulk Hogan. He called the WWF title, which was his title, this day in 1993. Uh, you're going to have to help me out with the name of these uh, Japanese shows here. What was it called? Uh, Danaku, Dan, Well, this is great radio here. I never can't. I never can't read these. The, Danaku, Danaku, and uh, Fukuoka. Yes. Ah, well, there you go. Uh, he was uh, he was uh, angling for a match with the Great Mute. One of great your Muda. Great Mute, one of your favorites. Uh, he, 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 his own belt. He didn't care for it. Five times World Wrestling Federation champion. This belt is just a toy. It's like a trinket on a Christmas tree, like an ornament. The belt that I want is the one that the great Muta has, the IWGP belt. Great Mute. Um, 
Great Muda. Great Muda. <laughs> um, you know, he caught a lot of heat for that back in the day, apparently. Well, you got to remember, Hogan was, you know, they were doing a talent exchange in 93, I believe. Uh, either either Hogan was working independently or there was, some, I believe there was a talent exchange between WWF makes, and they allowed Hogan to go work New Japan. Yeah. Uh, the thing was, yeah, I remember in 93, there was no internet. Uh, there was no, you know, no cell phones like you know, could record or anything like that. This came over on a clip, on a tape, so most people probably didn't see it. And Hogan said that, I'm assuming, as a way to build into a match with the Great Muda for that title. Uh, Not meaning it, but of course, you know, now that the internet has become a thing, it's kind of, you know, tape traders and everything got it, put it on the internet, now more people have heard it, but... Again, that was it, it almost goes back to the Mick Foley thing in ECW where he spit on the WW, WCW tag titles and it you know not saying he didn't care but again I think well, it was just a ploy. Well, I mean, you know, it, it, I, I get where where Hogan was going. He was wanting his uh, opponent to seem like uh, somebody needed to be beaten instead of exactly. somebody that anybody could beat. I, and I and I'll say I'll tell you this. If you've never seen Hogan's matches in New Japan with oh, yeah. the Great Muda, go watch it. Absolutely fantastic in-ring work. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and uh, you know, not too long after this uh, happened, about a month later at the King of the Ring 93, Hogan would lose <laughs> his WWF trinket. He would lose it after a... Uh, Japanese, I don't, you can't see my quote marks, but I'm <laughs> Japanese, uh, photographer threw a piece of flash paper in his face and blinded him. Old downtown Bruno, baby. Harvey uh, Whippleman. <laughs> Harvey Whippleman, the Japanese photographer. <laughs> and, uh, Japanese sumo wrestler Yokozuna, uh, defeated Hogan. <laughs> Japanese. And uh, he, he the, the the great Samoan, I think you could probably uh, safely say with uh, Yokozuna. The great Japanese star Rodney Ananobi. <laughs> Rodney, but he uh, he defeated Hogan. I believe that was his first title uh, win, was it not? Second. Uh, Second. First, okay. Oh, that's first, right. He, yeah. Okay. Never mind. I got first you. Go was ahead. At WrestleMania nine. Yes. And he held it for all of two and a half minutes. I thought it would have been longer. So okay. um, anyway, uh, today we we you know. Going through the 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 history here, the this day, this, this day, day in wrestling history. history. Got one more for you, and I think you're going to like this one. The patriarch of the Hart family, yeah, today would have been his well is his 105th birthday. Stu Hart ran the Canadian Stampede Wrestling promotion. He's most notable for training uh quite a few wrestlers i think you can name a few of them off the top of your head quicker than i can well all that hair on my head keeps them uh, from coming off so quickly bret hart yeah shut up bret hart owen hart uh keith hart bruce hart chris benoit lance storm chris jericho dean malenko Uh, no No? dean malenko was trained in uh by his father the great malenko in florida makes sense Go ahead. Yeah. Um, that's, that's a few that I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah. Dynamite Kid, Dynamite I believe. Dynamite Kid. Uh, British Bulldog. British Bulldog, yeah. So, I mean, that's just a few that I can. Jim Nyhart. <laughs> Brian Pillman. Brian Pillman. Ah, I was sitting there. I was the, the old Flying Brian. Um, 
You know, he ran the uh, the the heart dungeon, and a lot of a lot of stories about the heart dungeon. Uh, but you know, you can't really get an idea unless you see it or hear it. And here you go. Now I might drive up here. Oh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. oh, I give up. It's no. over. No, it's not over yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's not over yet, no. It's not over yet. Come here, kid. Stretch I like the, uh, there was one I found. I was going to use it, but it, it wasn't as uh, 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 good here for sound. Uh, but he uh, he has this guy butterflied and pretzeled over onto a knot. He's on top of his own head. Yeah. If you can imagine that. And, you know, Stu Hart the whole time is just talking to you like he's selling you insurance. And, uh, and uh, you, know, if I was, uh, you know, if I didn't like you very much, I'd uh, reach down here. And he, he just smacks him right on the belly. <laughs> He said, but I like you. I wouldn't do that to you. <laughs> Anybody that ever met Stu always said every time he'd stick his hand out to you, he was trying to stretch you. He would do a handshake or something. He'd be like, yeah, let me show you this thing. Uh, hold here and uh, we'll see what the we can do. You know? I've been accused of that myself with my handshakes. Put a feller on his knee was one time, and he he, just, he, he got mad at me. I, he said, I got severe arthritis in that hand. I was like, you ought to be shaking with the other hand. I'm sorry. I didn't yeah, know. <laughs> Stu was a Stu was the kind of guy he would uh, he liked to stretch you, and he could. That's the thing. He was a legitimate, you know. Could have been. A, he was trying to be an Olympic wrestler at one time, and you know, Stu was a bad a bad dude. Hundred and five years old today, he would have been, and I think he still probably could have stretched just about anybody you put in front of him. Absolutely. Well, we're going to take a break. Uh, we've ran a little bit over here in this segment, but we had so much. To, we just wanted to get it off the top here and. Uh, and uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the, the aftermath of WrestleMania. We're going to talk about the Velveteen Dream. Uh, I said his name wrong. Velveteen Dream. <laughs> I think Velveteen is a, is a shampoo. But anyway, um, Velveteen Dream uh, scandal and uh, WWE being sued again. So we'll be right back. Uh, this is the Worldview of Wrestling, WVOW on WVOW Logan. Worried about paying for college? Metro News is proud to present the West Virginia Scholar Program, where one high school junior in West Virginia will win a full scholarship to West Virginia Wesleyan, including room, board, tuition, and fees. For details, go to wvmetronews.com and click the Apply Now button. Deadline has been extended till June 1st. The 2020 West Virginia Scholar Program, presented by West Virginia Hospital Association and Friends of Cole. Go to wvmetronews.com to apply today. Deadline is June 1st. In tough times, we reflect on what is important to us. Our families, healthcare workers, first responders, utility workers, postal and delivery services, truckers and grocery store workers who keep the shelves stocked, internet providers who allow people to stay connected, and even waste collectors who pick up our trash. Thank you on behalf of civil and environmental consultants to everyone out there who is making a difference. Please know we are with you and we will get through this one day at a time. Stay safe and stay healthy, West Virginia. WVOW, 
the world view of wrestling. Myself, Mr. Stone, along with Mr. Bush on the phone, socially distancing today. How are you doing, Mr. Bush, from uh, uh, on this side of the break? Doing good. High, uh, high top uh, Chateau de Bush here, the palatial estate. But uh, ha- happy to be talking a little bit of pro wrestling. A palatial estate up there at the uh, mighty Whitman Creek. <laughs> well, don't tell everybody. Don't tell everybody where we're at. <laughs> oh, man. That's like Stone Manor up there at Crystal Block. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> of course. <laughs> this is what I used to always tell people. I grew up in a house that was haunted. Oh, yeah, where you grew up at? Just go up this way, and you'll, it'll be the house on the left that's haunted. <laughs> Can't miss it. Always wanted to put a sign out there. Uh, Mama Stone said no. But it's April, or it was April. It's May now. Uh, that means WrestleMania is over with, and it did uh, happen. It went off with, uh, I don't know, about a half a dozen hitches. And, uh, give or take. Give or take. Uh, WrestleMania happened, and um, you know, the last time we were on here, we were talking about it. It was going to be over two days with no one in attendance at the Performance Center. They had a full stacked card. The attendance is being debated by Dave Meltzer, by the, the way. <laughs> Dave Meltzer, I think there was somebody there. <laughs> Dave Meltzer, that's going to be the new scandal. Uh, McMahon scalped his own tickets in the parking lot there at the Performance Center. <laughs> Wouldn't shock me at all. The, but anyway, uh, so... WrestleMania happened. I watched every second of it. I drove everybody on my Facebook crazy with my own little thoughts and opinions about it. I actually got a, every year I do this and every year I get a a message from someone saying, is this thing over yet? So you'll quit filling up my news feed. (laughs) And, uh, and I always say it's never over till it's over. That's right. So Um, uh, I did get one of those this year, but, uh, you know, we haven't really had a chance to talk about it. What'd you think? You know, I thought it was good, all things considered. Um, I mean, you got to take it with, I guess you'd call it a, a couple of grains of salt, depending oh, on what they're what they're doing. It's it's kind of a, uh, you know, I, I enjoyed some of the matches. Some of them I didn't enjoy as much. Uh, I thought I hated it for Drew McIntyre not yeah. having a crowd. Yeah. That to me was just like terrible. I, I'm glad he won. Don't get me wrong, but. Um, glad Goldberg lost. Glad I didn't have to watch that for much longer than what I did. Um, Speaking of feeling sorry, what about O'Bron? He finally gets the belt, and now everybody's debating about when he's going to lose it. Well, again, that's, you know? that's kind of what you fall into here when you wait too long. I feel WWE, and, I, and WWE wasn't even going to do it until Roman Reigns had yeah. to pull out. Um, and you notice that since that's happened, you haven't heard a mention of that man's name. No. So... I don't know. There's rumors that there's some bad blood there, that Vince is not happy, but I, you can't blame the guy. I, I mean, mean, at all. I mean, we're not, comp- yeah, I mean, we're not talking about, we're not talk. we are not talking about someone here who is afraid of catching this virus. We're talking about someone who is uh, predisposed, vulnerable to yeah, this virus. Yeah, immunocompromised. Immunocompromised. We're not talking about somebody who doesn't want to get sick. Uh, we're not talking about somebody that's not been, you know, towing the line here for WWE for how many years. We're talking yeah. about somebody who is legitimately got family concerns, uh, everything else. I don't blame him for stepping up for it and shame on anybody. Matter of fact, we might have room in the Stooge, uh, the Stooge Hall of Fame there for somebody who would hold, yeah. uh, you know, somebody, uh, you know, 
I, it just, I can't even, I can't even, I can't even talk about it, Nathan. I can't yeah. even talk about it. It's, 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 it's so mind boggling. It's absurd, uh, is what it is. But back to WrestleMania, uh, I thought the the triple threat ladder match that was for the tag team titles, but it was a singles match. Silly on paper, great in execution. Thought it was the best match of the weekend. Uh, enjoyed Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens. Thought mm-hmm. it was good. Uh, Rhea there, Ripley and Charlotte. Yeah, it was good. It was probably the best women's match of the weekend. Thought Shane and Becky was a little underwhelming. Um, The women's five-way for the SmackDown women's title, I thought, was better than expected. Mm -hmm. Uh, I love Angel Garza and Austin Theory, by the way, just throwing that (laughs) out there. Uh, And we'll get to that, I'm sure. But uh, WrestleMania, the the last man standing match between Edge and Orton, I thought was good, but they could have probably saved a little time on it maybe five minutes shorter wouldn't have been terrible oh well uh, i'm i'm leaning more toward the 15 minutes shorter but uh, well maybe but i mean it was a long match um the the two matches that everybody was talking about though the boneyard match which i actually enjoyed i you know for what <laughs> it was and i understand uh, quite a bit of it was improvised uh, yeah and uh the, you know, apparently the scene where uh, the the taker uh, had his little uh, sob moment there when he uh, cr- crashed the glass. Apparently, he really did cut his arm. Yeah, that was an improvised moment, which I thought was hilarious. That is every super bad guy villain moment and every super bad B movie that's ever been made since nineteen seventy. You know, yeah, it's that moment, and I I liked it. I, I you know I got into it. I mean, it it it. It it wasn't too long, but it wasn't too short. If you went into short, it expecting uh, a typical match, you were, gonna you be were disappointed. disappointed. Oh, yeah. But I think that kind of match right there saved an Undertaker appearance. Like, you could possibly get an Undertaker appearance now um, next year at a mm-hmm. WrestleMania, whereas you don't want to do that kind of a match when there's a crowd. But the fact there was no crowd, I think, made it appropriate with the situation. And the other one being the, uh, the Firefly, Firefly Funhouse. Fun <laughs> that was, was the one that I knew everybody was going to be watching just just to put it down. And you, you know, must have liked it because there was no red light. Well, yeah, I did, actually. Uh, <laughs> there, it wasn't a match. At first, I was like, what are they doing? And then once I saw it, I was like, you know, this is entertaining. I said, I'm not sure where this fits in. It was more just a segment. Yeah, an um, angle, yeah. But when you go back and and you look at it and you see it for what it is, mm. and whoever did it really put some thought into it. Mm. Well, they say Bray uh, was kind of chiefly leading the creative on that. Well, there was a lot of thought put into it because it, it looked at John Cena's fears of how his first run didn't work out, mm. how the fear of him heel turning with the, you know, the NWO and Cena, you know, there was just a lot of stuff in that, that you, uh, you got to look at and, and there was a post made on the internet. I'll have to find it. And if I do, I'll, uh, I'll share it on the uh, worldview of wrestling Facebook page, which you should follow us there. Absolutely. And it breaks down the entire match and it's actually really interesting. And if you look at it through those perspectives, I thought it was well done. However, it's not a match. It was just a segment. But I enjoyed it. Entertained me. 
I, you know, I agree. I, I liked it better than the Boneyard. Um, you know, was it my favorite moment on the WrestleMania? Probably not. But, you know, I've really enjoyed this Bray Wyatt character and the story with him, um, even though it got de- derailed by Goldberg. Um, yeah. I really I really enjoyed it. Uh, it, it. It was funny. It was entertaining. Uh, the thing with uh, Cena doing the, the curls there with the barbells was just, to me was just comedy gold and it was, it was a niche match. It was not meant for your, uh, uh, average, uh, fan. It wasn't meant for your, uh, you know, casual fan. No, no, it was an insider's dream, um, for real. And basically the Firefly Funhouse match, Cena's real opponent was supposedly himself. Right. That, that seemed to be the whole thing about it. Well, you know, it, it also helped to, uh, you know, get the stench and the uh, get get Bray Wyatt a little clean after, uh, you know, what happened. You, you know, got to clean him up a little bit there. Get the Lysol out and disinfect him from when, uh, you know, he, he had that match with Goldberg. And the same with uh, uh, Undertaker. It seems like everybody has a match with Goldberg. They need to do something to try to get him away from it. Yeah. Ain't that bad. Well, Goldberg is crap will follow. Right. Uh, Velveteen dream. This is a a developing story and we're not going to go too much detail because, uh, we are a family program here. Uh, but apparently a picture of ill repute that, uh, Mr. Dream, uh, says is a picture that he, uh, sent to some underage fans that apparently he was having a, a conversation with on the internet. He has come out, denied it, says that he did not send anything that, uh, this picture, uh, was stolen. It was, uh, taken without his permission and it was, uh, sent without his permission. So, uh, you know, like I said, at the top of the show, Velveteen Dream sort of in line for an NXT title run. If not, definitely a title shot. Uh, that could all be derailed, and time's going to tell whether or not we should feel bad for him or not. Um, if it comes out that he didn't do this and he's telling the truth, yeah, you won't hear any more about it, and um, it will just be like what happened with a lot of the female performers. Yeah, the yeah. other side of the coin is he's guilty and lying, and then. You will see things change. So, and we'll see. And again, them I'm not. I'm not condemning the man. He's innocent until proven guilty. And um, hopefully, you know, this gets settled and we can move on from it. And uh, if it does turn out to be some kind of uh, truth to this, uh, I guarantee it will change quickly. You will never hear the words "velveteen" or "dream" ever mentioned again. Yeah, <laughs> At least not real. in the same sentence. Um, uh, WWE getting sued, uh, getting sued by a couple of their own shareholders, Ryan Merholtz and Melvin Klein. Uh, actually, they sound like they could be the real names of some members of the rock group Kiss, if you ask me. But um, they're suing WWE. Now, they're saying that the WWE has been using insider information for uh, stock decisions. Uh, they're putting people at risk. They refer to the incident in Saudi Arabia, which officially was uh, chopped up to be, uh, you know, maintenance problems on the airplane. Yeah, okay. Apparently now uh, there's a little bit more credence being lent to the idea that this was, as they called it in their, their suit, 
was like 45 pages long. I read enough of it to get the idea that it didn't look good. Uh, they called it a hostage situation over there in Saudi Arabia. And, you know, 15 hours or whatever it was on an airplane when you're supposed to be leaving. Yeah, it don't look good. It don't look good at all. No, no, it doesn't. Um, I don't know. Just kind of kind of one of those situations. I think there's going to be more involvement because of the, the money that it, it found out that the, the stockholders were able to find out WWE was involved in the XFL after saying they weren't, and there was money lost there. Um, again, I don't know much about the situation. I know that WWE's attorneys used to be Jerry McDivitt, who was probably the best attorney ever, who uh, you know beat the federal government in federal court. Mm. So we'll have to wait and see. I don't know. WWE, they, it just kind of seems like they're one of those, <laughs> one of those groups where like they're almost untouchable. Well, I, I, I definitely don't think that that'll end up being the case. If, um, if anything, they have uh, maybe not untouchable. Maybe they just have a legal team that's unstoppable. Uh, maybe. maybe that's another way to look at it. Also, you mentioned the XFL. XFL out of here. Gone again, uh, this time actually for everything that they did right. Um, so, They're mean, just snake bit. They're they, just snake bit. I, I can't imagine uh, 20 years from now Vince McMahon or um, or even a couple of years down the road here. I don't imagine this is something that's going to be revisited again. I don't know. What do you say? No, I think this is this is it. Um, and they were doing well. They were doing I, I, fairly yeah, well. Yeah, it wasn't bad. I actually like a lot of the things that they changed. Yeah. Um, not only are some of the stockholders suing Vince, but now Oliver Luck, yes. who was the commissioner of the XFL, is suing him, too, over this. Lawsuits so. abound in the world of wrestling. And like I said, folks, WWE has been dominating the wrestling news, and it's not all good news. It's uh, yeah. You know, you, you look at... Uh, WWE recent the, the Saudi Arabia thing that company that had the uh, the the planes that, that were chartered from that company said that it was a maintenance problem, so if it turns out that it wasn't, that means that WWE had to call in a favor there. They had to be, uh, they, which I really don't care for this term essential. I've heard that term more than I care to ever hear about people yeah. and their livelihoods, but uh, they had to get deemed essential by the Florida government by the the governor. Uh, which I, I haven't got this checked out, so we don't want to necessarily be jumping on the bandwagon, but apparently he did uh, allegedly get uh, a very favorable donation to his reelection campaign. Uh, so they're burning through favors like crazy. <laughs> and this is all, uh, this has all just been right along with the rest of the country since this uh, uh, outbreak has happened. Everybody's business is just not like it once was. No, no, it's not, and uh, they're determined to be weekly episodic programming yes. and not let that streak end and to constantly go and go, and I don't know. I mean, at some point, it almost feels like something's got to give, but they will not. Well, the shows have definitely suffered somewhat, they have. Uh, and, they have. and they're just not the same, although there has been good wrestling. There has, and there uh, has. I'll tell you who the MVP of it has been is Zelina Vega. Yes, yes, <laughs> and uh, Black. Uh, yeah, Alistair, Alistair Black, Black. He, he, there's something about him that translates very well with an audience. Yeah. I, I guess it's because he doesn't even acknowledge them when they're there. True. And so, the fact he's married to Selena Vega. So uh, there you go. Well, there you go there. 
All right, we're going to take another break. We are just running behind. There's so much to get to. I swear we're going to be. I know. I know our buddy James is out there listening. Hello, James. James. I swear we're going to be getting off the WWE stuff. He hates WWE. That's wow. what he says. He hates it. He hates Vince McMahon. He can't stand him. So we're going to be getting off of it very quickly. But when we come back, we will uh, go through some of the highlights for the Money in the Bank. That's still a thing. It's happening. I believe it's happening next Sunday. Next week. Next week. Week from today. So we're going to get to that. We're also going to talk about. Uh, some things coming up with AEW, and we're also going to touch on ROH, New Japan, and all that stuff. I am Mr. Stone. I'm Mr. Bush. And we will be right back with more of the World View of Wrestling. That's WVOW on WVOW Logan. Well, friends of coal want to remind us we're all in this together. And if we keep doing the great things we've been doing, we will whip this virus. More importantly, we've got to remember all the brave West Virginians who are facing COVID-19 head on every day. The doctors, nurses, EMS, and 911 specialists, the state troopers, and local law enforcement, our firemen and National Guard members, truck drivers and grocery store workers, school bus drivers, teachers and cooks, custodians everywhere, and nursing home attendants. The men and women who are keeping us informed and volunteers across the state. Remember President Trump and Governor Justice as they face tough decisions every day. And please, remember our wonderful West Virginia coal miners and managers, power plant and steel workers who are making sure steel's being made and we have electricity to keep all our families safe and secure. Again, Friends Coal say thank you to all West Virginians. We'll make it through this together. World View of Wrestling here on WVOW. I'm Aaron Stone along with my socially distanced cohort, Nathan Bush, on the phone live. And uh, we're going to be talking about money in the bank. Well, this is usually one of my favorite pay-per-views of the year. Um, this one's going to be weird, <laughs> to say the least. Uh, don't know how I feel about what they're going to do here. Well, basic. Now, this is the way I understand it. And usually WWE is pretty clear about what their stipulations are. So they start on the ground floor, the main lobby there of, of Titan uh, Tower. Of Titan Tower, uh, which, by the way, because of the whole uh, COVID outbreak, they've had to scale back on their plans for a new headquarters. So they're going to just demolish this one inside, I guess. Uh, the, and, and the men's and the women's. Ladder match. They're all, they're both going to be going on at the same time, apparently. And the idea is to go from the ground floor. I ain't making this up. They go, I believe you. They go from the ground floor to the top on the roof. They're going to have a ring, just like uh, old school Monday Night Raw back in 93. They're going to go to the top. And uh, over top of the ring, you got the two briefcases. So I guess uh, the idea is for them to get up there, to climb the ladder, to get up here. So... This has a lot of uh, potential here for uh, uh, some Charlie Foxtrot action, if you, if you get there, my drift there. Was there. A, uh, there was a movie that came out in the 50s called It's a Mad, 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 Mad World. Yes. And uh, it kind of reminds me of that, where it's just going to be a mad dash for everybody trying to get up there. And 
I really and truly hope that there's just one guy that just takes the elevator. I really do. Like that would just be hilarious. <laughs> well, you know, it, when I first heard about it, it reminded me of the great race, the 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 Hanna Barbera cartoon, the wacky race. races, the wacky races. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, so uh, here they've got all the women announced. Oscar, uh, uh, which I, I would have to say, I'm not going to put words in Mr. Bush's mouth, but Mr. Stone here is always going to lean on Oscar to be a winner, no matter what she's in. I do enjoy Oscar. Uh, Shayna Baszler, which I still don't know what everybody is all hyped about her about. Anyway, Nia Jax, who uh, is probably going to be throwing some haymakers. Uh, Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, and Carmella. Good old Dana Brooke. It just so happens that uh, it's that time of year where Dana Brooke gets her push, and it'll go away as quick as it came. See you next spring, Dana. Uh, On the men's side, Daniel Bryan, Rey Mysterio, Aleister Black, King Corbin. I know that's your favorite guy. Yeah, uh, y'all, y'all, uh, y'all to show that picture on uh, Facebook. You two at Candom Park together. It's it's just adorable. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> we were just enjoying corn dog. <laughs> um, and Otis, Otis, uh, just qualified this past week. He defeated somebody. I can't Ziggler. remember. Ziggler. Ziggler. Yeah. Um, I I like Otis. I, I'd like to see Otis be the oh yeah. And he just come right out of the elevator like you were talking about. He, basically the the kool-aid man come to life <laughs> yes, exactly, yes and yes, uh, very there's much. one spot to be determined but yes. with the advent of taped television um i may have stumbled across who that is is this a spoiler alert this could be a spoiler so if you're gonna watch raw tomorrow night be don't be shocked when apollo cruz has been injured and will not be in money in the bank and he will be replaced by one gender mahal who is returning? Yes. <laughs> when I put that in here, you said, "When are you going to be using a cricket sound effect?" I did, and and WWE <clears throat> said, "Hold my drink," <laughs> and they bring us Jinder Mahal. Now the funny part is, if my wife is listening right now, she's probably uh, taking a broom and just uh, just just beating down the radio. Uh, she does yes. not, she does not care for crickets. She doesn't like being told when, to, when, to, when she needs to learn how to joke either. No, she's not fond of that. No, uh, she will tell you you're number one. Yes. In so many ways, I, I'm going with Oscar and I'm going with Otis, uh, on my picks for this. Probably not the best picks to make, but those are the people I like. Well, I mean, I like Daniel Brown. I like black, pretty much everybody on the men's side makes sense. Um, I think, I think Alistair black takes the W there. On the men's side, and because he seems like the kind of guy that scales buildings at night, um, and I'll take uh, Shayna Baszler to win it on the Shana women's Baszler. side to really? kind of get her back to prominence, and she'll be able to beat Becky. Finally. Well, you know, you can you can uh, you know kick, hit, and claw, and bite your way up to the top. So that that might be the way she does it. Absolutely. Uh, also, there's two title matches: uh, Braun Strowman. Defending that universal title against Bray Wyatt, and uh, don't look too good for a boy there with the with the big fists. Um, I think this match should have been saved for SummerSlam. I think this was too quick. This is a match you could have got some legs out of. I think they went into it too quick. Well, do you think they're just wanting to get the belt back on Bray for the time being? Maybe and, and maybe revisit it at SummerSlam. Maybe I don't know. It's to me it does. 
it's a match that shouldn't happen yet, but they're doing And same with the other match. I think Rollins and McIntyre oh, too quick. I think that's a money match. I definitely think you could have put McIntyre in there with any number of 10 other people, and it would have been perfect for this little thing. Absolutely. I mean, technically, in my opinion, I think the ladder and the corporate tower, I think that's a good enough gimmick. You really don't need to pad out the rest of the card. You probably could have done eight on uh, each team, uh, or, you know, eight men, eight women, instead of just doing, um, se- what do they do? They're doing seven. No, they're doing six. I don't know. I sh- <laughs> you know what? I think we've talked enough about W. Oh, who do you think about the title matches? I'm going Bray and McIntyre. I'm going Bray and McIntyre as well. Um, again, I think this, them going, I think they're going back to the well too often here. Right. I think uh, I think during this pandemic would be a good time to make some new stars, uh, give some people a push that you're not going to see very often. Mm. They've been doing that, I think, with the Zelina Vega crew who have been dominating Raw. But I think they, you know, you need to get McIntyre involved with somebody who you want to build a star who needs a title match and maybe wouldn't have gotten one previously. Same with Braun. So I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. I just think they're going to these matches too quick. Well, I think we've talked enough about current WWE. Uh, We're going to, we're going to take our final break. When we come back, we're going to be talking about AEW. We're going to be talking about whatever's going on with ROH and NWA and new Japan. We have a stooge of the month, maybe a couple of them. And we're uh, going to be talking about probably the best thing going on in wrestling right now. And that's the dark side of the ring. So stay with us. I'm Mr. Stone. Mr. Bush here. And we're on the World View of Wrestling, WVOW on WVOW Logan. Fruth Pharmacy is offering curbside pickup. Simply call your local Fruth and ask to place a curbside order. A friendly Fruth associate will call you once your order is complete and let you know when you can come pick it up. Once you arrive, please call your store and their staff will bring your purchase to your car. Fruth Pharmacy wants you to stay happy and healthy. Please feel free to utilize their drive through local delivery, and curbside pickup services at this time. Fruth, your hometown family pharmacy. This is Jim Goolsby, Branch Director of the Charleston Office of RBC Wealth Management. In times like these, nothing is more important than taking care of our families, our employees, and our customers. Here at RBC Wealth Management, we're adapting daily to allow our employees to continue to work and provide our customers a wide range of financial solutions to help grow and protect your wealth. We're here for you. Call us today at 800-950-3421. RBC Wealth Management, a division of RBC Capital Markets, LLC, member NYSC, FinRecipic. Worldview of Wrestling on WVLW Logan. I'm Mr. Stone along with Mr. Bush on the telephone, socially distancing because we are good boys like that. Uh, we've talked all we want to talk about WWE. Let's talk about AEW. The Revival. Well, I guess we got to go back to WWE for a minute. The Revival. Uh, what was her name? Dash Wilder and uh, Steve, awesome. Steve Lexington. Um <laughs> <laughs> The Revival in uh, WWE kind of made a name for themselves. 
wearing the uh, the old uh, T-ball satin jackets there out to the ring, like the uh, Minnesota Wrecking Crew and everything. They uh, were basically the brain busters. They were the brain day. busters, yes. The modern-day brain busters. They have since, well, they're gone from WWE. They were released uh, of their own wanting. Uh, I guess their contract expired or something, but they were not released as part of the uh, big releases. They were released a little bit before that, but yeah. they have since they're now doing uh, business as the revolt Dax hard Harwood and cash Wheeler. Um, don't know what I make about that, but anyway, uh, rumor has it. They are coming to AEW. I don't know if that's been finalized yet or not, or if they've even debuted. I mean, they've been rumored to be going to AEW for the past three years. Yes. And AEW hasn't even been a company that long. <laughs> I mean, that's just been the thing is everybody wants to see this match between them and the young bucks. And it's, it's the whole thing of, you know, they, they've been messing with each other all these years. And, you know, to me, the money match that I want to see is the revival and the Briscoes from Ring of mm. Honor. That's the match I want. Um, uh, and I would actually like to see the revival or the revolt, whatever you want to call them, the revolt. in the Crockett Cup. Even if they canceled the Crockett Cup this year, I would love to see them in a Crockett Cup. I would love to see them in an old school NWA ring. Um, just oh. for even if it's just for one match, it's just they fit that style so well. Um, the problem is in AEW. While there are so many tag teams. Um, I, I just want them to maybe, before they go to another major company, I would love to see them work some indie shows. Right. And, and go out and, you know, because there's some great tag teams on the indie circuit that I would love to see uh, them wrestle. Uh, there's a lot of good ones. And then there's, you know, I'd love to see them come to ASW in Madison. I'm sure we could make that happen. And uh, there's some great tag teams there I'd like to see them work with. So. I don't know. The, the sky's the limits for those two guys. They can come up and do whatever they want. Well, the story is is that uh, if they sign uh, a deal with AEW, it's going to be an open deal. Uh, that, that's okay. what the rumor and innuendo, as uh, somebody says out there, is uh, yeah. that they're going to uh, they're going to be able to do some of those independent shows while at the same time being on weekly TV for AEW. Now, WWE has ag- objected to some trademarks, uh, the no flips, just fists, uh, as, as some couple others that, uh, the revolt guys have, uh, have, uh, applied for trademarks for. So, well, it'd be interesting to see how this relationship goes. This is probably going to be one of the first instances of, uh, of, uh, somebody from uh, WWE making a name for themselves in WWE with a WWE gimmick coming over to, uh, AEW here and, uh, a whole new gimmick. Uh, I know they still have, um, uh, Brody Lee uh, is over there running the uh, the the new odor. You mean and, drowning uh, with the dark order? The dark, as the, I knew he would. The dark odor um, is, you know, it, it is what it is. Terrible. Uh, it's they, awful. Now they have had Jericho doing their uh, commentary, and Jericho's uh, fantastic on commentary. I think he should fire Excalibur. Get, get Chris Jericho there. Just put Jericho in there. Now he and uh, Sammy Guevara they're going to be facing Kenny Omega and Matt Hardy in a street fight this Wednesday on TNT, and uh, actually this evening at six p.m. Uh, Tony Schiavone is going to be interviewing Cody Rhodes on all their social media platforms. So uh, be sure to tune in for that for everything AEW. Uh, ROH and NWA have kind of, they're kind of at a standstill waiting to see what's going to happen. Of course, they tape everything weeks and weeks and weeks in advance. Uh, yeah. Uh, they uh, Ring I, of Honor made the announcement yesterday that they have suspended 
all live events in the month of June. So they will not okay. be back at the earliest till July. Yeah. And I think, um, I think, well, and there's something else. I think a lot of people are anticipating fans to really be coming out for these wrestling shows when they start back up. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think they're going to have to really work to bring them back. It depends on the area. Depends on I, the area. In my opinion. The more I people think, in the market, obviously, you're going to do better. But um, Well, not necessarily. I think, I think running a show in a highly intensified area, maybe in New York or in L.A., a big city, I don't think that's going to draw very well. I think people are going to be afraid. Oh, I think, I think you're. Run, I think you'll have more people than you would at say, here in here in West Virginia. I don't know. Again, you know well, because, I guess you got a point there. It is a very because good point. here in West Virginia we haven't been struck as hard by this virus, and I think more people are feeling a little safer because of that and because of the social distancing that most people are adhering to. Uh, you may be more apt to see more people get out sooner. I don't know. I still think they're going to have to work to bring them back in uh, when, when, when this all starts to yeah, go that way. I mean, it's a wait-and-see thing. Um, and uh, the same thing's going on in New Japan right now. Of course, they were the epicenter here for the longest time of this virus when it first broke out. But uh, you Yeah, know, they're, spo- they're supposed to start restart uh, something, or some kind of shows, or maybe without fans, but some, they're, they're trying to get back to it. Soon, putting the toe reading. in before they jump in yeah probably the best idea um the stooge of the month my stooge of the month uh, uh of course uh I, mine is not a new one but i'm picking john stossel from uh abc fame uh 2020 fame john stossel a lot of people probably finding out who john stossel is for the first time <laughs> Uh, with the most recent episode of Dark Side of the Ring, in my opinion, the best thing going on in pro wrestling, Dark Side of the Ring. It's uh, fantastic. <laughs> they had an episode on D. David Schultz, and um, and this here is uh, this is a sound clip of D. David Schultz just absolutely slapping anything and everything out of John Stossel. I'll ask you the standard question. You know, standard question. I think this is fake. You think it's fake? <laughs> And I'm not laughing at poor Mr. Stossel getting slapped, although I, I am. am. Yes. Uh, I still say the first slap, he probably he probably needed to do it just to keep everything going there. Uh, the second slap might have been a little much, but nah, John Stossel. I it all. Since 1985, John Stossel still my pick for uh, Stooge of the Month. The well, part of that clip, if you go back and watch the video, is uh, <laughs> Mr. Fuji in yeah. the background just cracking up. Yeah, he's just... <laughs> Yeah, you know, I think Stu, I think uh, Fuji probably had more to do with this than Vince McMahon did. But uh, anyway, uh, what about Stooge of the Month for you? Do you have anybody? Uh, you know, Stossel's a good pick. Uh, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the Governor of Florida <laughs> for declaring WWE an essential business in this crisis. Uh, you know, that's. Mm. Well, there you go. Well, for all our Stooges of the Month, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to be clearing out of here, um, myself, Aaron Stone, with on the phone, socially distanced Nathan Bush. Nathan, what do you got to say for the end of the show here? 
Ah, good to talk pro wrestling again and glad to be back doing it. And hopefully we get more of it next month because pro wrestling is the only thing going right now, sporting event-wise. So uh, more to talk about, more to dive into, and uh, looking forward to doing so. Well, keep up with the most essential wrestling show out there, the World View of Wrestling on Facebook at Worldview of Wrestling on Facebook. You can also check us out at WVOWradio.com. And I'm certain we'll be back uh, by the end of the month or maybe the first of the month of next month with another episode where we tell you our two cents about everything. For myself, Mr. Stone, and for on the phone, Mr. Bush, uh, we're out of here. Local news, weathers.